0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to. Oh, shit, my mic is muted. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another live. It's been a minute since I've gone live by myself to talk some hoops with you guys. Dime dropper fam, what are we saying? Comment section is live and ready to go. And by the way, I'm looking at Twitter, man. 14 people on Twitter? Get out of there. So I'm gonna. Sorry, because that's just not where I make my money. Uh, I'm gonna have to delete that tweet so please right now if you would be such a kind individual Exit that tweet and look at the link. I posted right underneath and that is where you will see my thoughts YouTube Come on bring it here can't be given musk that much you feel me cannot be given Musk that much I don't got that Twitter blue, so maybe I should get it tell me if you think I should get it in the comments But come over to YouTube, please All right where are we going to start? Oh, my goodness. I couldn't believe that Damian Lillard was traded to the Bucks. Someone sent it to me, and I legitimately thought it was one of those fake Woj accounts. I really did. I thought it was one of those fake Woj accounts. I only expected Dame to be traded to the Miami Heat. I was pretty convinced that he wasn't going anywhere else. And shout out to my man Fabian Perspect TV because he even said it dame might go to milwaukee you know it might be a thing and i was like oh who's reporting it like i was i'm always so skeptical of rumors especially in basketball and soccer so skeptical but i couldn't believe it man damian lillard to the bucks so first let's let's talk about the ran from the grind thing before i get into anything Now, Damian Lillard seemed very adamant his entire career that he was never going to run from the grind. Now, let me see, let me tell you what I think that means. I think that means essentially give yourself a pathway where everyone's saying you're going to win the title. Avoiding that, I think that's what he wanted to avoid. I think ultimately he realized the same thing that Chris Paul realized. That James Harden realized and that some people just end up realizing is that they should probably be a second option on a championship team Now if he had gone to Miami, he would have been the, the number one scorer But it's one a one B as to who's the better player. You can debate that I go with Jimmy Butler I think he's more of an all-around player and a much better defender and in the playoffs He seems to score just as well because I feel like as great as Dame is we forget the f- The series that he completely has flamed out and I'll talk more about Dame the basketball player in just a second but Damian Lillard, I mean, it's it's huge news. He realized he needed to be a second option, and I don't think this is a guaranteed title. I think they should have championship-robust expectations, though, but I don't think it's the same way. You know, LeBron and Dwayne Wade teaming up was two top five players in the league at the time. KD and Steph were two, in my opinion, of the three best players in the league at the time. So those were more of... I don't want to call the Heat's ring a foregone conclusion because I don't think it was, but it would have been a joke had LeBron and Wade not won together. Golden State, it would have been a joke if they hadn't won any year healthy. That's how I felt about it. And I think Damian Lillard just kind of meant like going to a team where it was a foregone conclusion. Dame, to me, did not run from the grind. The Portland Trailblazers no longer supported him. They weren't going to get him a guy that was better than him. And I don't think... Anybody that's a second option, they might have been able to find better second options for him than CJ. I don't think they were going to ever do much more than that conference finals in 2019 with Dame as the best player. How many point guards that are 6'3 and under have won a championship as the best player? The list is very small. And how many of them were the best scorers? Consensus. There's only one, Steph Curry. That's what Damian Lillard is. He's the best scorer on his team, and he is 6'2". You know what teams do? They blitz him in the pick and roll, because his game is basically all face-up. He's a guard, right? A lot of it beyond the three-point line. They blitz him in all the pick and rolls. I think he's gotten better over the years at making that read over the top and finding you know, the player in the short roll. But the thing is, those Blazers, teammates of his, just were not that great of shooters, but they were great defenders, right? Because CJ and him couldn't guard. So they never really had a team that had a serious chance to do anything. But Damian Lillard, the problem was when you saw him play against Steph Curry, when he got rid of the ball, 6-3 and under, my friends, 6-3 and under. But when he got rid of the ball, Steph Curry would relocate, always. Damian Lillard would just stop after he moved the ball. He would make the read, and that was it. He would just stop. And that's what separates Steph Curry from everybody, is his constant movement without the basketball, his back screens, his... You know, he's just a great screener as a guard, period. But the way he's constantly moving, and it's not just on set plays. It's a spontaneous movement. It's a spontaneous movement. It's instinctive movement when he can just read the defender and they're at his mercy and he can go wherever he wants. And he does. But, yeah, the list is this. Clyde Frazier, Isaiah Thomas, and Steph Curry. Those are the only three players, 6'3 and under, that were the best player on a championship team consensus. Because in 1973, Clyde Frazier was the best player on the Knicks. For sure. He should have gotten at least one Finals MVP. Isaiah Thomas, we all know, was the leader and the the man of the bad boys. And Steph Curry is Steph Curry. Those are the three guys. That's the list. Damian Lillard, to me, is not part of that. He realized it. So he's going to go now to play with Giannis, who's arguably the best player in the, the NBA. I did my recent list of my top 10 players. If you're wondering what that was, go check out my video or my latest episode. But I'm going... Okay, and yeah, Clyde Frazier might be 6'4", but you get my 6'4 and under. Okay, let's do that. It still doesn't matter how you slice it. 6'4 and under, it's the same. The list is exactly the same. But anyway, by the way, I'm reading the comments. I'm just not showing them on the screen yet because I'm not trying to lose my train of thought. Don't got a what's it called right now, a mod. I still have plans of making some of you guys mods for this upcoming season, but we'll talk about the plans of the upcoming season coming up. Uh, in another episode, but, so, my reaction, absolutely, great move for Dame, right, second option with Giannis, you got Middleton as a number three, instantly a championship contender, if you don't win the championship, I'd be disappointed in you, honestly, Damian Lillard is one of the best scoring point guards to ever play the game, he, I thought he was on the decline, and then he comes back with the highest scoring season of his career. Now, granted, it was on a shitty team. So I don't know if he's actually still at his in his prime, but he's in the twilight of it at the worst. And I think he's going to be great. I don't think he's going to lead this team in scoring, but I think it's going to be close. I think he'll be within like two points. He is absolutely the closer. He is not the best player, and he knows that. And I think it's a great move for him. It's an absolutely great move for him. He should have championship expectations. It's the first time in his career his team should be expected to win the championship. And look, this is the Kyrie Irving role, right? Kyrie Irving was the second option to LeBron with a really good third option in Kevin Love, who didn't even play that great in that finals, but he was key in the last game defensively. Chris Middleton is a very solid third option. And then you have you as the second option with a guy that's the best, obviously not as good as LeBron was at his peak, but a Top two player in the league, top three really at the worst. Unless you talk to our good friend Al Ball, who is extremely low on the Greek freak. But I think it's gonna be amazing. I think they, when they made that move, I thought, are they favorites to win the East? I think they are. I think they are, but here's what they're losing. Drew Holiday. And when I saw that, I was like, man, you I mean it makes sense. You gotta to get something, you gotta give something. To get something great, you gotta give something great. Drew Holiday is, I mean, come on, he was awesome. Now, he had his fair share of playoff struggles in terms of shooting the ball. And especially these last two years, I think Drew Holiday was a big reason that they lost. Now, that being said as well, without someone like Drew Holiday, that series last year against Boston doesn't go seven games. Uh, Drew Holiday is one of the best perimeter defenders of his generation. He is still fantastic on that end of the floor he still can create in the pick and roll he shot 45 percent on catch and shoot threes last year as you can tell and anybody that watches my show consistently knows how big i am on drew holiday do i think he's better than damian lillard no i do not but i think fit does matter and there are certain styles and certain guys that's game translates better to playoff basketball now i'm not fully saying that drew holiday's game translates better to playoff basketball than dame but Drew Holiday wins, is a player that can be a huge part of a championship team because when he goes five for 18, he can still make a difference by guarding your best player. Yes, this year Jimmy cooked him. I'm on record saying that he cooked him in real time. But Jimmy Butler was killing. He was just playing amazing basketball. That's not fully indicative of Drew Holiday's defensive abilities. He is still as good as they get at that position. He can guard up. He guards the elite players. His screen navigation is good. He's fantastic. He can make an impact in ways that Eric Bledsoe could not. That's why Eric Bledsoe never won a ring. And Giannis didn't fully trust him the same way he trusted Drew Holiday to create for him and was the screener a lot more in the 2021 playoffs. Now that's something I'm really looking at with Dame and Giannis is running a lot of pick and rolls with Giannis as the screener. I'm not a huge fan of Giannis as a pick and roll ball handler at all. I think he just turns the corner and if your defense is shitty and you're afraid of him, he'll come barreling down the lane. But I think against strong, bigger defenders that are smart and against organized teams, he's running into traffic. Yeah. He might get you an open shot on the kickout three, but overall you're still limiting him. And that's important. Now, not only do you have a much better floor spacer, I mean, offensively, it's a massive upgrade, right? You have Damian Lillard as a floor spacer. I can just see it right now. Giannis coming up the court, throwing the ball on the wing to Dame and running a little pick and roll right there. Side pick and roll with the whole other side cleared out with Lopez, uh, Middleton, and Connaughton. And Dame just dropping off those pocket passes to an open Giannis charging down, uh, rolling to the basket. I, I could see that being bread and butter for them because you really got to throw two at Dame when he's coming off that screen. You give him an inch of daylight, he's popping that three and it's cash. Now, Chris Middleton, I see a comment from Fish about his production dropping last season. I think Chris Middleton had a really rough season last year in terms of you know getting back to full, full health, but we saw in the playoffs he looked like normal Chris Middleton. There's no reason for me to believe that with a full off season of taking care of himself, not being injured, not having to rehab, Now coming into this season, he'll be a solid third option. And now his offensive role and his closing role has really decreased with Dame. Now the thing is, defensively, without Drew Holiday, that's massive. It really is massive. Anyone that wants to ignore that is sleeping. They don't have much on the wing at the point of attack defensively. Pat Connaughton, Jay Crowder, old-ass Jay Crowder, who was pretty non-existent last year in the playoffs, and you got Chris Middleton and Giannis. You want Giannis around the rim. You know, help defense. Having him and Lopez on the interior. Having Giannis guard the perimeter. Okay, it's good when you have him and Lopez in together. But what about all those other minutes? It's it's a big loss defensively. It really is. They might have to go make, a, make another move. Because I don't like what they have on the perimeter. Do I think it's still good enough to win the championship? If their offense is so great. And Giannis and Brook Lopez shut down the paint so well. And, of course, Middleton has to be great defensively. Dame has to not be a slouch defensively. Then, yes, I think they can still win the championship. But it's going to be tough. They have That's a big loss, in my opinion. Yeah, it's much better offensively. I can see... I mean, even... Imagine Giannis setting a little pin down for Dame to come up. Giannis defender takes a step up. Middleton can whip that pass down low to Giannis because the paint is so clean nowadays. If he has the capability of making that pass, that's an easy set. See, I'm not even an NBA coach, and they're going to think of way more elaborate plays. I'm just going off the, off the dome right now. Pin down with Giannis setting the screen for Dame curling. I mean, come on. That's so hard to guard with the rest of the floor cleared. Maybe one guy in the opposite dunker. Oof. There's a lot of possibilities. Now, do I think it's still going to be, it's not going to be some motion movement offense. However, Adrian Griffin is a rookie head coach. So who knows what we're going to see from him. We could see some creativity, but I think it's going to be still a fairly stagnant offense. You'll have some more, some better pick and roll combos because Damon Giannis together is just so great, but I still think it's going to be a bit take turnsy in the half court. And I still think Giannis is going to have his issues in the half court. If he doesn't, Hasn't put in work in terms of his jump shot. But hey, he's been working with Akeem. If his low post game... See, I got another one. Throw it to Giannis in the low post and have Dame one pass away. I mean, come on. It's going to be tough to guard these guys. It's a great move offensively. I just don't know how much they're going to miss with Drew defensively. I don't like their perimeter options defensively. They lost Wes Matthews too, who was no slouch on that end. Pat Connaughton, I think people think because he's white. He can't guard, but he's actually a pretty decent defender to me. But is he guarding your best players? No. But I think Connaughton's pretty solid. He moves off the ball well. I think he's a much better player than people are giving him credit for. I think that big four is really solid. It's really a big three to me. I don't think Brook Lopez is an all-star, and I don't think he has been since he was a Brooklyn Net. But he's still a very good player that has proven to be one of the best drop defenders in basketball and one of the better rim protectors in the league now. He was never known for his defense in Brooklyn. So I think that's pretty awesome. But... Brooke Lopez is still very good. I like that four. I think they're going to be amazing. Now, if you would ask me right after that trade who I think is going to win the East, I would have said Milwaukee. But now, after Boston made that trade for Drew Holiday, it's back to I don't know. So before I get into the Drew Holiday thing, I wanted Drew Holiday on the Clippers badly. We knew he wasn't going to stay in Portland. I wanted Drew Holiday on the Clippers desperately because even though it's not a seamless fit with Russ, in my opinion, he is still amazing because defensively, he would be able to guard the point of attack. He would have been able to now alleviate pressure off Terrence Mann and defensively and Nico Batum and even Kawhi and Paul. And having Kawhi, Paul, and Drew would have just been amazing, would have just been amazing, but a man can dream, the Celtics pulled it off, Brad Stevens went to work, Um, I'm going to get into the Portland side in a bit, I want to touch on Phoenix really quickly, they got Grayson Allen and, so that's another player Milwaukee lost, Grayson Allen and Yusuf Nurkic for Aiton, I mean, clearly Aiden was a malcontent, and it was time to get him out of there. But, I mean, Yusuf Nurkic, he's a good player. He doesn't stay healthy, though. I don't think he's played 60 games since 2019. Or, let me let me check that. Someone give me a fact check on that. When was the last time Yusuf Nurkic played 60 games in a season? He's not a good defender. I mean, Dame Simons and Yusuf Nurkic on the same team, and we wonder why Portland couldn't guard a chair last year. I don't think that's going to make their defense any better. KD is, a, I think, is a solid help defender, you know, around the rim because of his size. But Yusuf Nurkic and, and KD, it's kind of thin. I don't, I don't think anyone's really scared of going to the paint with that. Um, I still have questions about who's guarding the point of attack there. I think you're going to see a lot of Josh Okogie and and Torrey Craig guarding the point of attack. Because Beal, Booker, and, and KD, I mean, I just don't see them guarding that much unless it's on switches. And and Booker, I think, has a reputation of being like an ass defender. And ever since Monty Williams has become his coach, and now it's going to be Vogel, who's even more defensive-minded. I think Book's been very solid defensively. Very solid. Not great. Not bad, though. it been very solid. High effort every night. That's all you can ask for. There you go. Thanks, Scam Likely said played 72 in 2019, so I was right. 2019, and he wasn't even healthy for the playoffs, and his canter was their starting center. So I don't know if that made... I think the trades actually still made Phoenix better, though, because you don't have a malcontent in Aiton. You have a guy that knows he's a role player. Aiton wants to be a star, so he wants to develop as a big. That's why going to Portland is perfect for him. Nurkic, he now plays championship contending basketball, and he's going to get so many easy points. I don't know if he'll average more. You're probably not going to post Nurkic up much unless... You know, it's a very favorable matchup or one of the big threes out of the game. But Beal, KD, and Booker, I mean, just having them on the team, they have championship expectations, no question about it. And Grayson Allen is another depth piece. So Now they'll have Grayson Allen coming off the bench. Uh, They might start him, who knows? I I wouldn't, but they could have him coming off the bench alongside Eric Gordon. So they can go, because they're two more athletic, maybe stronger guards. I don't know what they're going to do. They have a lot of players that are around the same level, which can be a little hard for a coach. But one thing's for sure, Frank Vogel is going to try his best to make that defense great, because he's a very good defensive mind, as we saw here in LA, and of course in Indiana. But the Boston Celtics, as you can see, I'm at TD Garden right now. But I'm actually in LA for those listening on audio. But TD uh, the Celtics got Drew Holiday. Now, I thought maybe bringing in one point guard, another point guard, would defeat the purpose of what they were trying to do with the two bigs thing and having three really solid bigs in Time Lord, Porzingis, and Horford. They saw an opportunity, though, and they traded Brogdon, who they had tried to trade earlier in the in the offseason with the Clippers. He was going to come here. Um, And if, you're asking, if you want to ask me how I feel about Brogdon, I don't think we really need him. I really want Bones Highland to develop as our backup point guard this year, and I have faith in that he'll develop. I really do. Um, and I saw some things defensively last year in the playoffs that make me think he can be pretty, pretty decent on that end. And remember, he's so young. Just because you're not a very good defender in the beginning of your career doesn't mean you can't end up being a decent one. So I have I have faith in Bones, and I want to give him that faith. So I don't think we need Brogdon. Um, Brogdon's going to Portland. I don't know if he's going to stay there, but I think it's amazing for Boston to get Drew Holiday. Anytime somebody gets Drew Holiday, I'm not going to say it's a bad move or they got worse. That's going to be... A, I mean, having two all-defensive-level guys starting with Derek White and Drew is amazing. I mean, you can't think of a better defensive backcourt in the NBA than that. Then you have Tatum and Jalen, who are no slouches defensively at all. You can switch one through four. And if you have Porzingis out there, you might even switch one through five. And that's going to be their starting lineup. And Al Horford will be coming off the bench in a six-man role because they love starting Derek White and Missoula likes going smaller. I mean, Derek White could lean into being a sixth man because their bench now, Boston, it's pretty, besides Horford, it's Peyton Pritchard, Sam Hauser, Luke Cornett, Wendon Gabriel. You know, this isn't a very good bench that we're dealing with here. The Celtics are not very deep. I believe in Peyton Pritchard as a backup point guard. I think Al Horford off the bench is going to be awesome. More suited for him at this point. But losing Time Lord is big. He was a great rim protector over the last couple of seasons. The thing with the Time Lord is he was injured a lot. Someone give me the the games played for Time Lord in the last three seasons, please. But, I don't know. It's, it's a big loss in terms of your interior defense. There's no denying it. Now, Porzingis... Everybody seems to tell me different things about his interior defense. I remember in New York, he was good. In Dallas, he wasn't. People are saying he's revived and he blocked shots and has this, this percentage, this bullshit-ass fucking stat. Look, at the end of the day, I am not going to. I don't. You guys know how I feel about defensive stats. I need to see it first because some of them, have, so people have t- sold me down a completely different direction than the actuality with looking at the defensive stats. But this year, guess what? We'll be watching Celtics games. We'll be watching them a whole lot and talking about them here on Dime Dropper. Are they going to be a Dime Dropper team? No, those don't exist anymore. It's just LA teams now because, I mean, man, I can't watch that many games. I got I got a life. And now I've locked on Clippers, which also makes things tougher. But Boston Celtics, um, we'll be talked about a decent amount here on Dime Dropper. I'll at least be giving maybe a weekly check on them or something. And Porzingis, Tatum, Jalen, Drew and Derek White might be the best starting five in the league. It might be the best starting five in the league. I think it's going to be a very fine fit. You just took Brogdon out. You have Drew Holiday. Now that takes the ball out of Jalen Brown's hands in terms of creation, and you want that. Seeing how much he turned the ball over in these last couple of playoffs, his loosey-goosey left hand. Drew Holiday... Will now take the ball out of his hands, and let's let's be honest. Drew Holiday is not always the best decision maker. He can be pretty turnover prone, and he has the the uh, what's the word tendency to take some really tough bad shots, jumpers. When he gets in the paint, he's really good. But I like when he posts up, just having an ability to post up to smaller guards. Ah, I love Drew Holiday's game. Sometimes he looks insane. But there's other times where he's bricking everything. That being said, even when he's bricking everything, he's still going to guard. I don't think people understand how valuable that is. That's why he kicked Damian Lillard's ass in 2018. I, I, thank God I remember to mention that. Damian Lillard was a better player than him. He's always been a better player than him. Damian Lillard's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Drew Holiday, I don't think he's a Hall of Famer unless he wins another ring or two. But Damian Lillard got swept as the higher seed by Drew Holiday, Rondo, and A.D., and granted, AD was the best player in the series by a landslide. But Drew Holiday clamped him. Like, Damian Lillard was actually bad. Rondo and him gave him the business. So when I say Drew Holiday's game might translate better to the playoffs, you can make an argument it does because he can guard. And I love that. People that can guard, they win. You feel me? But Dame is still better. And I still think the Bucks got better. I really do think they got a little bit better. But I still think they were a championship contender even with Drew Holiday. But I think they got better. We will see if I'm right on that. Boston, I think they got better too. But how much better, I don't know. Because it. it the, this is the greatest part about this thing, right? I have doubts about both teams' depth. Now, Bobby Portis, great sixth man. Al Horford will be a great sixth man. The other guys, I mean, campaign is a good addition, I think, for the Bucs, replacing Javon Carter. They still have Jay Crowder. Majan Beauchamp. I always think of his name with an Australian accent because of Kane Pittman who hosts locked on Bucks, but he's apparently Bucks fans want him to kind of get more minutes and break out a little bit. Um, but I don't know much about his game Uh, overall. You can see that doesn't sound that great. Then you got the Celtics with Sam Hauser, Peyton Pritchard, Wenyan Gabriel. If you want a third big Al Horford, it's, it's not that great, right? It's not that great, but the official trade Celtics sent Rob Williams and Malcolm Brogdon to the Blazers the Blazers also got a 2024 first round pick via Golden State and a 2029 first round pick from the Celtics so the Celtics in 2029 gave them their first rounder if Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are still around that shouldn't be that great of a pick but pretty so the the Portland Trail Blazers in the end they got a pretty decent haul in the trade I'm going to read it to you right now the full return DeAndre Ayton, Time Lord, Malcolm Brogdon, Tumani Kamara, who was, I think, the 52nd pick in this year's draft, a 2029 first-round pick via Milwaukee that's going to Portland unprotected. So they well, no matter where it falls, wherever Milwaukee's first-rounder is in 2029, and who knows if Giannis is there at that point, who knows how good he still will be, that could be a really good pick. 2029 first via Boston that's also unprotected, which I think was the one the one I just told you in the Drew trade, 2024 first that was originally golden state's pick so that's after this season so that'll probably be like 18th or 19th something like that and two pick swaps from milwaukee in 2028 and 2030 that are unprotected that is a great haul and you also get two young players in the time lord and ayton for the future in particular ayton who i've always been high on i think he's a bit soft but I think he just needs to be empowered. Like, a big like that in a non-post-up league that actually has the skill, can turn over either shoulder, has the right-handed jump hook, has a mid-range game. He needs to be fed. You can see the visible frustration. This guy's been the number one player his whole high school and college. Like, he was the number one pick in the draft. It was him and, and Book. And I think Chris Paul had moments where he got him involved, especially in the beginning, 2021. But in crunch time, I mean, there were so many games where Aiton would be dominating and then in the second half, they'd go away from him. The sw- teams would switch everything and instead of going to Aiton against a mismatch, Chris Paul wants to dance at the top and take that little sidestep to the left three ball that he shoots all the time. That He's been shooting since he's with us. You've got to feed the big fella, man. You've got to make him feel good. And Monty Williams, whatever he was doing, it's very clear from body language and everything we saw that he rubbed him the wrong way. He rubbed him the wrong way, and he had lost interest. He didn't want to be there, and as Ishbia said, everybody wanted to get him out of there. And you see how happy, if you watch any of the social media posts from Portland Trailblazers, you see how happy Aiden was. That He's not hiding anything. He's so happy to be there. They're probably going to be the worst team in the West. I'm going to talk about, by the way, I'm not doing any previews or predictions on this episode. I'll talk about that at the end, um, about my plans for that. But I think they'll be probably the worst team in the West. It's got to be someone. The West is pretty good this year. But Aiton's going to get so many touches. And he's going to get great stats. And him and Scoot Henderson can be a great duo for the future. You Got Time Lord there. I don't exactly know where he fits into things. But I think they got a great return for the future. I really do. And the, the one thing I will say is the way Cronin treated Dame was a little weird in the sense that he just didn't want to give him what he wanted. I don't think that Stars demand, when they're on contract, should be demanding only one team to be traded to. I think that's a little bit whack. So you can argue that was running from the grind. I still don't think it was because Miami needed something. I think what he means, if you expected him to just stay in Portland and lose his whole career, like that's not, not, I think running from the grind would be not asking out, to be honest. But I think he gave Portland a chance and they weren't going to do anything. And I think this is a good challenge for him. It's a challenge. He should win. But we'll see. It's not a foregone conclusion at all. I say he should win, but I don't know if he should win. Denver and Boston are going to be really good. But in his mind, he should win. If I'm a Bucks fan, I should be thinking we should win. But I think it's more on Giannis than him. I always say it starts at the top. Giannis is the number one option. And just because he's done it before doesn't mean he could do it again. He was struggling these last two years in the playoffs. And I know Chris Middleton didn't play and he was injured in the last year, but Mainly this past season, I saw some some major issues. And if you want to see what I said, go back to my videos when I said them. The playlist is there on YouTube. 2023, 2023 playoffs. But 2022, I'll give them a pass. Middleton was hurt, and they still took it to seven. But, yeah. The Portland Trailblazers made really well. I don't think they're going to be very good next year, but they'll be fun. I'll have my eye on Aiton and see what he does. But, and I talked about the Phoenix Suns. I don't think it made the Phoenix Suns that much better, but it gave them a little bit where I, I, I'm confident they'll probably be a top three seed this upcoming season. But I don't think they're going to beat Denver either. But I'll save, again, the predictions for later. The last thing I'll say, let's look at all the deals for, for Boston, right? Or should I say Milwaukee? DeAndre Ayton drew Holiday to Monty Kamara. And I already said everything. Yeah. So the last question, who do I think is better between the Celtics and the Bucks? Oh, my God. I think it's amazing. And it would be a real shame if these two teams did not meet in the Eastern Conference Finals. It would be a really damn shame. I'm not going to reveal who I think is going to finish higher in the regular season, but I do think there's a team that will finish higher in the regular season. In the playoffs, I don't know. I don't like making predictions about who I think is going to win each conference before the season even starts. Because I think you just don't even see them play and there's so many new additions. It's like such bullshit. But I still got Denver out the West. I'm pretty public about that. I always give the love to the defending conference champs. But Miami, this is so ultimately I should touch on this. This was a rough offseason for Miami. They lost Max and Gabe Vincent, and they struck out on Dame and Beal. Major Leon Dame, who only wanted to go there, it seemed. He agreed to go to Milwaukee, which was probably the next best thing. Um, it's interesting that he didn't want to go to Boston. He didn't even consider Boston. Is it because of the fans? Is it because of the reputation of the fans? I don't know. But and the, Or the front office trading players away? I think it would be more that than the fans. But... Milwaukee's a great place for him, and it's a small market team. He's used to being in a small market. I think Portland as a city probably has more to offer than Milwaukee. Not that I've been to either, but I feel like I've heard better things about Portland than Milwaukee. But I think Dame is it's it's awesome for him. He should win. He's a second option. He should win. It'll also come down to Giannis, though, and Chris Middleton. And, of course, can they guard at the point of attack? That's going to be something I'm very curious on. Like People are saying that, oh, they're just going to funnel everything into Giannis and Brooke. That'll work against shitty teams, but against the best when guys actually have mid-range players and floater games, you've got to stay in front of the ball. You know, at the end of the day, you've got to stay in front of the ball. As far as Boston, this is what makes this matchup so great. I really want them, by the way, to meet in the East Conference Finals. but Miami struck out big. I don't know why. I think they maybe got arrogant for real and thought, oh, he only wants to go to us. It's only a matter of time. And that may be what the Clippers are doing with Harden. And I'm not talking about that more because I've talked about it ad nauseum on the locked-on Clippers. And I already did a video on that, by the way. And you can check it out in my most recent lives. But let me just say this. It's awesome to me that the teams are have the exact opposite problem defensively. Boston has all the point-of-attack guys. Derek White, uh, Drew Holiday. You can even put Tatum and Brown there. I mean, Jalen... I saw a comment that he he's, you know, gets lost off the ball a lot. Yeah, he does. But on the ball, he was awesome guarding James Harden in the postseason last year and did a decent job at times on Trey Young too. So Jalen Brown still guarding the ball, which I still think is the most important part of a defense. Guarding, Can you sit down and guard your opposing number or other good players? And I think Jalen Brown is still good at that. So the Celtics have the point of attack, guys, but they're a little thin up front down low. I know that sounded weird, but you know what I mean. In the front court, Down low guarding. Chris Porzingis, I'm really interested to see his rim protection, what kind of presence he's going to be at the rim. Horford, I still think is good, but for his age. I don't think he can just hold down the fort like that. Uh, And Wendy Gabriel is a good third big. I'm happy they got him. He's an energy big that can give you some spot minutes. He spent some time here in Los Angeles with the Clippers and the Lakers, so I've seen him a bit. And I like him. But is that enough? I don't know. Milwaukee, they got the interior defense with Brooke Lopez and Giannis. And even Bobby Portis off the bench. But can they guard the point of attack? As of now, I mean, I want to say the Bucks because Giannis is the best player in the series, right? But Tatum is right there. Some I don't think he's that much worse, honestly. But he is. As of now, he is. Definitely worse. Tatum would be the second best player. I take Dame over Jalen then you got true holiday though i think his true holiday guarding dame just totally changes a lot now i think grant williams is a great guy for Giannis, but honestly now that i'm thinking about it al horford and porzingis and tatum and they all buy into that and even throw winning gabriel out there for a bit kind of like the celtics matchup I may mean, I have to say the celtics now that i'm thinking about it i like the matchup that's all i got Let's read the comments before I get off. But I'm done for the audio portion. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts if you'd like. Let me know what you thought of the episode. I know it was kind of scrambling all over the place a bit because there was so much I wanted to get to. But let me know if you liked it. Uh, Obviously, just me for the first time in a minute. And I don't do enough podcasts solo in the summer. But hey, man, it's coming up soon where I'm going to be having one every single day. So hope you enjoyed. Have a great one. As far as previews for the season, I was thinking about doing one for basically every team, and I still will give my two cents on every team for the season, trust me. But the video distribution, I don't know because I I love getting the authentic content creators and fans of those teams to come on and give me insight that I wouldn't otherwise be able to give you but it's going to be too hard to coordinate all that. And we're less than 30 days away from the season and there's 30 teams in the league. So may have to d- release it in some weird way where I talk about several teams per episode. Last season, I just did a full one hour where I, t- and I stamped it where I talked about every team. I want to do it a little bit differently this season, but I also have a couple of last minute videos videos. I want to release like some vlogs that I've been ha- having in the drafts. I just want to get out of the way. Um, Like my first Chargers game, if I have any Chargers followers, I went to a Chargers game last year, never posted it, sat in the Dodger dugout club for the first time, Uh, wanted to show that as well, wanted to see what that was like, and of course, Dodger postseason coming up, I'm gonna be going, fuck yeah, go Dodgers, you already know how it is, but yeah, that's it for me, let me know what you thought, now I'm gonna go to the comments real quick, live subscribers waiting patiently in the chat, super chats are, gotta get turned on in a sec, peace.